Here I am, back once more to welcome you all to another episode of Cosmic Crit. This is Patrick speaking to you again this week. I'm your Game Master, your Podcaster, and your ice-cold Mountain Dew Baja Blaster from Taco Bell. Yes, I'm back. I'm excited to welcome you all to episode 18 of our little slice of the Starfinder actual play pie. Excited to do this intro. So, we've got a great episode, as always, for you, coming up in just a moment. I, for my part, have tried my best to destroy all five of my player characters and friends, and, as always, I have middling success. Before we get to that, though, I just want to thank everyone that has taken the time to rate us on iTunes, followed us on Twitter, and rated and checked us out on our Facebook page. Telling your friends about us will, will help get the show out there. And the more people, honestly, that we have listening, the more challenges and contests we'll do, and the more special episodes that we'll record. And just a reminder that this month's challenge is linked in our show notes. It, it's to make a Starfinder-themed cocktail that we will recreate and enjoy in the New Year's episode that we will be recording on New Year's Day. Online, you can find us uh, also on the Starfinder Reddit pretty frequently. We have a great Instagram account where you'll be able to see all of our fun album cover art that Rebecca is making up. And also, you can find us, uh, you can find at least a lot of the, the crew skulking around on the Starfinder Discord channel. If you haven't been on there, they, they post pretty frequently and we get our new episodes up. Finally, all our episodes, player and character bios, and information about our show is on our website at CosmicCrit.com. 2017 was a pretty rotten year in a lot of ways, and if you're like me, Starfinder really has been a ray of fun and escape over the last four months. We promise, so long as you all keep listening, we will be here every Monday with a new episode to check out. So I want to thank you for listening and let's go ahead and get into the game. This is episode 18, entitled Sunrise Maiden and the Infinite Radness. Last time on Cosmic Crits. Get em, once again, saves the day. Get em? More like, got em. We leveled up. Yay! Ding! Ramey and Alindra made short work of a boss-looking robot. We discovered a bolted hatch containing the body of Captain Nash from the Sunrise Maiden. I wonder if that ship's still operational. We might have finally found our way off this rock. Ramey and Nack had a shocking experience with the Drift Rock's computer. And I helped. <laughs> Thanks, Andis. Just as our heroes find the ship that will take them off the rock into salvation, they find themselves waylaid by two more terrible void zombies. Tongues for everybody. <laughs> Gross. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. In the year 3017, a small intergalactic parcel delivery service joined together to transport the Eoxian Persei 8 Ambassadors package from the Planet Express Acreon to New New Absalom Station. 
Little did they know that Mom Corp was watching their every move in this world of Critterama. Good news, everyone! I am Professor Patrick Farnsworth, your Game Master and owner of the Podcast Express ship. Joining me are the surviving crew, my friends and players. To my left, he's technically correct and correctly technical bureaucrat Drew playing Nax Israk. Bite my shiny, furry... Wait, I did that wrong. <laughs> Bite something. To his left, he'll start his own podcast with Blackjack and Hookers, Jabert playing Andis 147. Shut up, baby, I know it. Across the digital table, a plucky delivery boy who got to second base with a radiator, Miles rocking a rain. <laughs> Good evening. To his left, the tough new captain who is ready to stellar kick first and ask questions later, Rebecca playing Alindra Vallis. Heck yeah. And to my right, the clawed, scaly monster who lives in the dumpster out back, Tyler, playing Adras Varanis. <laughs> Finally, a reference like everyone understands. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to episode 18? 18 episodes later? <laughs> oh, holy cow. Yeah, yeah. So We haven't been uh, canceled yet. <laughs> yeah, even like, if we, like three times. We did, like like future back. like Futurama, we've been canceled a couple of times and brought back and <laughs> yeah. brought back from the dead. Uh, yeah, eighteen episodes later, I'm very excited to announce we announced this online that we've passed fifty thousand downloads of Cosmic Crit, which Woo, is pretty bonkers. <laughs> bonkers. Thank you guys. So I just want to take uh, a quick moment and say thank you to all of our fans and thank you to you five knuckleheads for sticking around with me and playing every week. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks to the listeners who share the show on uh, Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. It's a it's a super big help to, to have for people to hear about podcasts from their friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just so. excited that anyone listens to us at all. Right. <laughs> a little. <laughs> On a regular basis. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, uh, when we started this podcast, I think the story would be a lot of fun, but it's really going to be your guys' personalities and your characters so that are going to keep people coming back for Mo. Keep me coming back for more, at least. I like playing this game every week. So Me too. Yeah. Let's get into it this week. First of all. Congratulations again, because you guys did it. You made it to level three alive. Yes! Yay! And four-fifths of you are not impregnated right now, so. Wait, is he still impregnated? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This episode opens up with Edris giving birth and us having to fight a bunch of Akata babies. (laughs) But yeah, here we are. We're at the end of book one of Dead Sons. Escape from Absalom Station, and you guys are escaping the Drift Rock. You've made new friends. You're you're got your own spaceship. And before we jump into all that, let's just go around real quick and everyone say, at level three, what what cool new ability or you know feat or power did you pick up? And um, yeah, everyone just maybe say one thing that you got that you're very excited about for your level three characters. Anybody want to start? Sure, Miles. So uh, unlike level two, where I got kind of some stuff that I didn't really have before, like the magic hat, level three for me was a little more of a kind of a bonus based level up. But one of the cool spells that I did get was a nice little shocking treat. It uh, allows me a four D six touch shock damage. But I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited about that because while a, a magic missile has pulled us out of some sticky situations, having a second offensive spell will kind of help round me out because everything that I've had has been ranged so far. So having something that I can use in close quarters will make me feel a little bit more confident in some situations. 
Jolting Surge. It's a, a late yes. 90s soda <laughs> that you <laughs> picked up here at level three. Drink Jolting Surge in neon blue colors. Who, who else? What else have you guys got at level three? So uh, at level three, in, envoys get their first expertise talent. And expertise talents are specific uh, envoy, specific like super talents. And the one I picked was called Cultural Savant. Uh, you have to pick it based on what you have uh, your expertise die set to. So for Knack, I could set it to either sense motive or culture because that's what I've got it set mm-hmm. to right now. Cultural savant is as long as you have enough time, you can take tw- 20 on culture checks, basically 20, a 20 minute, uh, air quotes don't work on audio, uh, a 20 minute uh, <laughs> research thing on culture checks to recall knowledge, even if you don't have access to a computer terminal or other means of research. So. So you just smart. Yeah. So so basically, Knack, as long as we're not in the middle of combat, can learn anything or recall anything. He's he's the rat man with the answers. Rat answer man. Played by Drew. Ratsers. Who else has got something? Well, mine sounds a lot less cool now. I've got a new ability called Overload which allows me to disable electronic devices for one round. That's still pretty useful. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we could we could keep a door locked for, for, a, for a round if somebody's trying to get at us. <laughs> like five seconds? Yeah, well, yeah well, for about five seconds, yeah. <laughs> it does work on construct creatures, right? Like um, robots? No, not, not, not for a few levels. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So later, later on, you can like daze robots with it. Right, right. And, and, and by that point, you also have wireless hack. So you can do it at range. Awesome. Uh, what about what about you, Rebecca? How's Alendra faring? Yeah, so I got a new class skill, which is sidereal influence. I think I'm saying that right. I'm not sure. Oh gosh. Um, uh, is is that how it goes? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, That's uh, how it's spelled. Um, but uh, so I, I think my dyslexia read it as sidereal. <laughs> influence but maybe maybe i'm way wrong I mean, that's yeah that's kind of how it's spelled too i figured it would be sidereal i don't know who knows side reel or sidereal one of the two influence um so i can spend one minute in meditation and choose either graviton or photon skills and then i can roll a 1d6 to add as an insight bonus to my check for that applicable skill so i chose for graviton bluff and for photon mm. diplomacy. So I can get a 1d6 bonus to each of those skill checks. And that's like outside of combat. Like, yeah, your attunement one way or the other gives you give you some bonuses. Right. And it is outside of combat, which is unfortunate. I was hoping it, it would come in handy as a captain having diplomacy, but that would be in battle. And so I don't think I, I can use it. I think it's sidereal, but man, oh, man. I should probably we should probably look up words before. It's probably a real word, but it's one of those things. It's like you read you read it and you're just like so set in your ways. But no, I think I think you're closer to the correct pronunciation. Hey, Ty, Ty, Tyler, hey, what you got oh. going on with Adros? Oh man, Adros gets some. He doesn't really get some super cool things, but I think this is one of the levels that begins to separate the soldier out as the the primary melee fighter. So uh, not only do I I get a, I get the main thing is getting a gear boost, and uh, gear boosts are things that soldiers get that allow them to I mean augment a whole variety of things. And uh, the obvious choice for Edros uh, right now was the melee striker gear boost, and that just allows me 
to add basically more, I think it's half my strength to damage as well, if I'm remembering that correctly. And uh, But basically means I hit harder. And for my feet, I took weapon focus. So uh, And because of the weapon specialization that we all get at third level, I basically doubled my damage modifier output and added a, quite a little bit to my attack as well. So, so yeah, it's uh, probably important to say it is something kind of unique to Starfinder. Everyone at level three, all the classes get weapon specialization on the weapons, the guns and, and you know swords and things that they are proficient in because of their class. So most all of you got that for free and, and just the weapons that you're already using. I think, Raymi, you had to take the feet because you had taken the long arms feet at level one. Right. But that allows you to, on heavy and, and long arms and advanced melee weapons, add your level to damage. And then with... Great. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. With sidearms and operative weapons, you get to add half your level. I'll never, I'll never deal one damage again. <laughs> Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves, but yes. <laughs> well, it, it has to be two because I can't uh, I can't roll less than than one if I hit. So, well, uh, uh, life finds a way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, life right. uh, uh, finds a way. I just I have to right. say, yeah, I take a little bit of strength damage, and we'll see that. We'll see that. <laughs> one um, I looked up sidereal. Uh, of or with respect to the distant stars, i.e. constellations or fixed stars. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for Solarian stuff. I'm just saying. We learned something. Oh my gosh, guys. This 18 episodes, we finally learned something new. Oh, that, <laughs> that's our word of the day. Sidereal. Oh, yeah. Remember like episode three, I suggested that? Yeah. <laughs> I, so, so the next, the next time. We Alindra still don't know how to pronounce this. it. <laughs> So the next time Alindra uses this, we just all have to scream. <laughs> oh, and 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 uh, Miles, it is sidereal. That's the pronunciation. Uh, cool. So that uh, is that's it. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. These are the uh, reasons they listen. Do you guys want to play Starfinder? Yeah. 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 I'm gonna hang out my dictionary for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep looking up words. <laughs> just you and me, Patrick. We'll, we'll play Starfinder without them. What, Rebecca, you want to play? You of all people? Well, if Rebecca wants to play, I want to play. <laughs> Mrs. Procrastination at the start of every episode? <laughs> That's funny because it's the opposite of what is reality. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, that that is nowhere near true. It's the opposite don't, of what is sedate reality. To that. Oh my gosh, can we please play? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wait for it. Great. So where we left off last time, you guys had... Basically, beaten the entirety of the drift rock. You explored it in your party, battered, bruised, drained of strength, out of spells, low on resolve, ready to get out of the spacesuits you've been in for hours and hours. You you climb up the gangplank over the the starship Sunrise Maiden's portside wing, holding Mariko Nash's data pad to the airlock. the The door opens up, and uh, slowly, and kind of stopping and starting, it. Uh, churns open on the inside and inside the interior of the ship it is pitch black you can uh, get things kind of restarted uh, and if if you want to head towards engineering the the two goblins follow you in tow and uh about 10 minutes later you come back and the ship starts humming to life lights slowly begin to to kick on as the the ship fills with atmosphere and systems start turning back on. I swear to God, if this thing is full of Akatas, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Noah Carters. Noah Carters. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Ready to explore, ready to find out all the, the nooks and crannies of your new starship. Yeah. Yes. Great. Yeah, so we'll, so. We'll, we'll go around and you guys can head out to certain spots and, and we'll turn systems on and, and open things up as you go. But why don't we just, yeah, go around and someone pick some place and, and uh, explore. Ramey's going to seek out the uh, the pilot's chair. Right, so you want to go towards the bridge? Yeah. All right, so that is, obviously, at the front of the ship. As you get to the, the bridge, the, there are some very small emergency lights that pick up the steps and some dim lights on the, the ceiling. As the power comes back on, you see a lot of computer stations kind of hum to life around. It's kind of like a sloped downward bridge with the captain's chair being, like, uphill, I guess, and the... The pilot's chair down below. Are there so any just, uh, in sensor stations or internal monitors that we could see if there's anything on the ship? Maybe uh, pick up some more of the uh, the map of the ship itself or see if anything like any Akatas or void zombies or massive tooth. So you're talking monsters. about a camera, right? You're talking about cameras. <laughs> well, uh, or other sensors. <laughs> Security that, cameras? Security cameras, sensors. That'd probably be something you can access from the, the science officer's chair, which is the one to the star starboard side of the bridge. The port side here, this is the engineering and auxiliary gunnery station where, Ramey, you've found that's the pilot's. Uh, here in the middle, this is the captain's. Knack has sat down at the science officer's chair. And then back behind the bridge, there's a couple of small stations that are uh, additional gunnery stations. Yeah, so as you guys are exploring the bridge, a, a soothing, oddly familiar voice pops up in, in the air, says, Welcome new owners to the San Javel Vagabond class vessel previous designate Sunrise Maiden. My name is Garlara. General Advanced Logistics and Research Algorithm. I am your artificial intelligence. Welcome to the vessel. Thank you. You are welcome. Uh, What's the name of the AI? Galara. Okay. Galara, well, can you do me a favor? Can you run a an internal scan for life signs on this ship and tell me what you find? Processing. One moment. Oh dear. It seems you have been overrun by two small goblins. They're, they're okay. I think. Unless there are two goblins that we don't know about, uh, any any other uh, any other erroneous uh, alien races that are not uh, an Isoki, a Lashunta, an Android, a human, a, a Vesk, uh, another Android, or yeah, two go- or, or two keep goblins. <laughs> Did uh, I get everybody? No, they they come back with a, a negative scan. All right, no, let's else in the ship. let's 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 search this place. I'm going to go to the cargo hold. <laughs> so, Galora, how do we go about changing this name? Sunrise Maiden just doesn't have the pizzazz for this crew. Renaming the ship is a simple process that involves just a small amount of bureaucratic paper pushing. She gives you all the instructions. She gives you like a little readout. It's, it's some some paperwork. It's pretty easy. She says we might have to wait till the end of the month. So, Ramey, there it's pretty easy to change the designation on a ship. And cool. did you guys have some suggestions for for new names for this vessel? Well, I I kind of like Drift Rider. The Drift Rider. Ah, and sprints back into he, the room from the back and says, "What about Desna's Gambit?" And then immediately sprints back to the engineering room. <laughs> Desna's Gambit. I don't know. I like something, something a little classier, something a little, uh, 
little old school language like Critica Victoria. Oh, I have a great idea, guys. What about Creel's hammer? He's the one that brought us together in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Calm down. All right. So you guys have some suggestions. That was that wasn't forced at all. But those are actually <laughs> the fan suggestions. Fan suggestions from the November fan submission challenge. And we want to thank all the people that submitted to that. Like I said, I think we mentioned it last time. We had about 200 submissions for for names for this, this ship. I knew it was coming. I knew the ship was coming. So I was very excited to get those done. So thank you, everybody. I'm, I'm excited to see see what we come up with for a ship name. For sure. Got some really good ones. Let's continue exploring the to-be-named uh, Nay Sunrise Maiden. Uh, so, Remy, you've explored the the bridge. Who else wants to crack open one of these doors? Uh, Andis is in the back of the ship. Yeah, and- so you did go through. You see the power core here in the, the engine room. And it looks like in the, uh, the northeast corner, kind of on the starboard side, there is an access hatch to to get into the, like the underbelly of the the ship. Do you, do you want to go in there? Yeah, I'll go take a look inside. I'm not just going to jump into a weird hole, but I'll open it up and take a look inside with my dark vision. Yeah, it it goes on. Yeah, it goes on the towards the front of the ship and it goes past your your dark vision range. So you have to crawl around in the guts of the ship to to see how far it goes. Uh, okay. Well, if I don't see anything spooky in there, then I guess I'll go do that. Oh man, make an initiative roll for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of avocados. <laughs> Nothing but avocados all the way down. It's, yeah, it's you... full of avocados, and you're Tom Skerritt. <laughs> can I? Can I just say what they did mention was that this ship is actually run by a bunch of avocados on tiny treadmills. That's how the whole. <laughs> that's how the power actually generates. So it, it's about a hundred feet away. You you're crawling through. It's definitely a Jeffrey's <laughs> tube from Star Trek underneath the ship here. The entire ship is, you know, over 200 feet long. It's a, a medium-sized vessel. You pop up in one of the crew cabins, and you see the, the goblins jumping on a, a bed, and uh, Clara 247 taking care of a passed-out uh, Esquil Passalar in here. Uh, I say boo! <laughs> <laughs> goblins very excited to see you and they'll follow you back down Pesilar in his state going back out there dies of surprise <laughs> <laughs> he's resting he finally got a bed like I said you guys can uh, take off your helmets if you want because the ship has been repressurized all right who who else wants to explore a room Alendra's at a door you are yeah and as you you know touch the panel you see very faintly like maybe a piece of tape with the initials MN on there and opening up. This seems to be the, the captain's quarters, a single bed and, you know, a pretty nice, a, a good crew cabin. And there's a, a small desk, a, an old leather bound um, paper leaf book. And it looks to be like some kind of old pirate tale. And yeah, some personal effects here that the, that the captain Moriko Nash left behind. So Alendra picks up the leather de- leather bound book of pirate tales and takes it to Edris. It's so funny that that's the room that you picked out of like twelve different rooms. You picked the the captain's quarters. Yeah, you find Edris wanting to look into one of these port side rooms. Is that is that right, Tyler? Is that where you're going? Yeah. 
Oh man, everyone's picked like the best room to <laughs> to to rock through. <laughs> so you open this up, the lights slowly uh, pop up around the edge of the room, and in the center is a giant holographic amusement chamber. What? We have a holodeck. We have a holodeck. On the sides, there is exercise <laughs> equipment. So this is a recreate recreation suite. Um which is a, you know, a, a thing that you can get in your starship. And it is both holographic amusement chamber and gym. So there's like, you know, places to work out here, you know, spar on the side, some, some, some weights. So, but yeah, the, the main center of the, the room is, uh, is large enough to, to fit all of you. It's a, you know, you, you like walk forward, but the, the floor underneath you kind of like paces. So it keeps up with you. Like kind of like we all know how holodecks work, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, I'm explaining <laughs> it for the, the new folks to sci-fi, and yeah, they're like VR headsets and data jacks and things like that. Oh man, that's awesome! But uh, uh, Lindra, what, what were, were you looking for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I found a hollow suite and someone came with a big old book. I just nailed <laughs> <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> I don't want to. I feel bad. I don't want to be like, hey, book your book. This is a hollow deck. I don't care. Get out. Close the door on your way out. I've got some like, things to do. I've is your book in 3D? I didn't think so. I, I That's get really it. cool. Single story. Hey, I get uh, here's 5,000 stories I can be inside. As a huge Star Trek nerd, I have to point out that, that Miles said Hollow Sweet, which is a very different kind of hollow deck. And that <laughs> this is, is a, a I'm a deep space fine guy. Holographic amusement chamber, a hack, HAC. Yeah, so Alindra cool. holds out the book and then Edris opens the door and oh. she just looks dejected. No, 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 hand me the book. What's the book? Uh, can I roll a uh, profession pirate check to see if I've read the book before or know the book? Yeah, go right ahead. All right. I got a ooh, an eleven. Yeah. So you turn it over, and you're actually surprised that you. I don't know if you've read it before, but it is about a a very famous Vesk pirate. It uh, it seems to be oh. written from the point of view of the the Pact worlds uh, many years ago. But you know, the the main character is kind of a humanized Vesk pirate. You know, maybe at the time it was written. The humans and Lashenta and everything were at war with the Vesk, but this character was definitely the human author's, you know, way to way to humanize the Vesk oh, and still be still be a pirate. What's the main character's name? Uh, it, there's not a name, like but the protagonist. it's yeah, it's just it's it's called like Vesk Pirate Lord of, of the Starry Seas. It's Greystoke. <laughs> I mean, Edris would obviously be very excited. I mean, like the holodeck's awesome, uh, but it's just, he's, I mean, I don't, I want to upplay. This is really cool. I mean, he's holodeck's uh, awesome, but this know. book is also cool. It's yeah. totally cool. This book. Really, I mean, he's, uh, a, he's a nerd. A, he's a Vesk pirate. I mean, it's kind of, and he didn't know about this, and so you know, he would be excited to to see how the pack worlds kind of get that insight. So this is very cool. Thank you, Alindra. That's you're awesome. welcome. Let's go to Naki. Naki, you're on the. Starboard side, the opposite side of the ship from the entertainment room, the recreation suite. Popping open this door is a very large expansion bay with six escape pods uh, in it. Hopefully we won't yes. need any of these. Uh, any of these escape pods have people still in them that didn't get launched? Just nope. 
Excellent. Excellent. It looks like they've Excellent. almost never been used. Yeah. <laughs> Nexus, we won't need any of these dead bodies. <laughs> Great. Um, I'll I'll reveal the the rest of the ship as you guys slowly make your way through. Do you, do you want to take off? Uh, in in the meantime, Ramy, you're you're at the the pilot's chair. Sure. I mean, I think we all kind of want to get off this rock anyway. Yeah, it takes a little while for, you know, the the systems to come online to do so as the power core kind of recharges itself back up for the first time in many years. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Patrick, I was going to ask, can I tell what sort of power core we're working with here? Like how, oh, how many PCUs we pumping? I It is 150 PCUs. I guess you might want some stats for this ship that I just gave you. You know? Might be kind of nice yeah. that we get like an internal of weapons <coughs> and shields and yeah no it's it's a very interesting weapons array and we can go over it real quick. So you guys have a Sanjaval Vagabond to be it's definitely an older model, uh, kind of an outdated medium explorer ship. It's known for its ruggedness and it's being able to get out there amongst the stars and, and take a a beating, uh, take a licking, and keep on ticking. So compared to the previous uh, vessel you guys were on, the Hippocampus, I think it's got better better shields, and it's got a pretty interesting array of, of weapons. Oh, I, like I want to hunt down that so ship and destroy it just much. for posterity's sake. Ooh, we've got a, a forward gyro laser 1D8. We've got a port light laser cannon 2D4. We've got a starboard light laser cannon 2D4. We've got a flak thrower at our aft, which is 3D4. And we've got a turret, which is a light particle beam, 3D6. And there is an extra light weapon mount at our aft that we can add something else to. <laughs> What's yeah. a flak so thrower? I think, I think that the uh, the aft the aft is already mounted with the flak thrower. It is, yeah. So, yeah. Flak- yeah, the Flight explorers don't just... typically have explorers don't typically have an uh something on the aft. So this is a this is a modification that was done to this explorer. Oh, so the extra light weapon mount aft is where the flak thrower was just installed. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh Miles, a flak thrower is you're just shooting like chunks of superheated metal out the the backside of your ship, you know. Okay. So it's like, kind a, of like a where the, shotgun. Yeah, it, where that yeah, it where that helps do much to it doesn't do much to sh- like if you can get the shields down and then hit it with the flak thrower, um, you do a ton of damage. But gotcha. um, but it also helps in that if we are under attack by any larger like torpedoes or missiles or anything like that, flak can destroy those before they hit us. Cool. So there there is a turret, a I think it's a belly mounted turret, the light particle beam, and the access to that is actually in the. Um, middle of the ship and it's like a little drop down kind of a flying fortress like a belly gun here okay yeah so it's a 150 pc green pulse uh, power core and you see the the bonuses to computing uh, computers and piloting there and let's just go through the the rest of the ship real quick we got two cargo bays uh, in the rest of it a, a port and a starboard side bays a couple more of good crew quarters, a couple of restrooms in the back. There's a galley on the port side and a crew lounge slash dining hall on the starboard side. And in the very back of the ship in the engine room, there is another auxiliary airlock, very small airlock in the back. Patrick, is there anything of 
treasurial value on this ship. Uh, the the ship itself is probably worth a pretty penny, but you don't find anything in the way of treasure. Just some some dusty old crates. How about how about how about data about the history of this ship that we know from from our previous episode is kind of an urban legend. Anything in the logs or anything like that 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 we can find? Um, yeah, that'd be up at the the helm. You know, you can exit that from the uh, commander's chair. So yeah, the the ship does lumber off and out of the the drift rock. It was in like a a small cavern, and um, it's it's slow at first. You know, the thrusters have not been fired in a number of years, so it it kind of stops and, and starts. So it lurches forward slightly and then smooths itself out as the the cobwebs and the thruster system, having lain dormant for nearly a century, clear themselves out. And yeah, then you just blast off. The drift rock becomes very quickly a speck behind you guys. Adios, Rocky. Awesome. Yeah. So are you guys like almost all of you on the bridge? (laughs) Tyler, is Adros still in the the holographic suite? Uh, No, Adros will pop into the the uh, turret position just uh kind of check it out oh yeah the belly turret cool yeah so it's pretty smooth sailing it's a very nice nice vessel it is medium this probably would not fit in your dry dock it's the larger side of medium andis 147 but um you, you've worked on ships of this caliber before uh, so yeah, as you guys are exploring the bridge, taking a look at your your chairs, Alindra, are you sitting down in the captain's chair? Is that thing that's yeah. happening? She's <laughs> a little excited about it. Yeah, yeah, as, as you should be. Feels very big and very grand, and um, <laughs> yeah, she's a little overwhelmed. She's been through a lot. <laughs> so so Ramy sees this and kind of raises an eyebrow because he wasn't privy to the conversation that he, oh, uh, well. that Edris and Alindra had. Yeah, I guess I. Uh, sorry, I forgot. Um, I guess Edris would come up. Edris uh, would come up to the bridge and and make that announcement and just kind of say that he wishes to retire from being uh, appointed captain of any any ships that that we crew, unless it be my, unless I can, you know, he can recover his own, and that he feels that Alindra should take over the position, and that he should that he would be happy to be a gunner. Remy sarcastically says, well, thank you for your many years of service. And just turns back to the pilot console. Nack says, look, if Sparks wants to do this, fine. Just be sure to listen to your crew. If we have any advice to give you about any of this stuff, I know you're a first timer. It'll be fine. But we got your back, I guess. But uh, you Nack, know. as you're saying that, Galarik comes up over the comps and says... Captain Alindra, there is a vessel approaching from the port side, about a minute away. They have armed their weapons systems. I'm already back down the hole. <laughs> Get in your hole, Vesk. I hope to make you all proud. Clara 247 runs up to the bridge, having heard this announcement, and says, Where do you need me? Captain? Um, She should take one of the guns. We have... There's a port side and a, a, a starboard side, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so let's have Edris on the aft weapon. I would put Edris on the turret. Okay, on the turret. Okay, sorry, I'm getting very confused. Okay, it's okay. So you guys so, are just running to positions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do so we know what kind of ship this turret? is? 
Um, you can, you know, start making that scanning check with the uh, sensors. Um, this was caught up on passive sensors, so it's, you know, fairly close. Do we have a science officer? I'll take your science officer up? position. Okay. All right, so you can start that up, Knack. And as, yeah, as this is all going on, Alindra, you gotta, you gotta feel <laughs> the, you know, a, a wave of uh of nervousness washing over you before you were nervous just sitting in the chair there's a ship inbound what are you feeling now i i mean i i'm just trying to get everyone in position and make sure we have a strategy and know what we're doing <laughs> so we've got knack as the science officer no 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 i'm asking you how do you feel under stress <laughs> trying to get stuff done no you're afraid obviously obviously i'm afraid but i have to get yeah. stuff done yeah, but it's it's so much so that you begin to sweat, and for some reason your moat starts lighting up over your shoulder, just casting light all over the chair and you. That's not all you feel. Oh, dear. Uh, you are also overcome with anger and disgust, then resentment and spice, spite, and, and you spice. hear a psychic scream from behind you in the ship. <laughs> I need not everyone funny. to make an initiative roll right now. Oh, snap. Oh, oh great. Edris rolled a one. It's because it's he's down in the hole. It makes sense. He's down in a hole. He's, right, right. You just got to the bottom of the hole, and now you're just, and now you're just like, ah, gotta get back up. Uh, don't get cocky. Knack rolled a fifteen. Andis rolled a thirteen. Alindra with a nineteen. And Ramy accidentally sat in some gum that was on the pilot seat, and he's stuck. He can't go anywhere. He's got an eight. Pretty much, yeah. Rolled an eight. So the initiative rolls are up at the top of the order. We've got Alindra Vallis, who felt this psychic scourge in the top of her mind, uh, followed by Knack uh, with 15, Andis with a 13. Then towards the bottom, we've got Remy, 8, and Edros down in that gunnery belly seat uh, with a 6. Roll that 1. Awesome. So in normal turn order here, Alindra, what have you got? It's behind you in the ship somewhere. I guess somewhere. I turn around to see what it is. Door's closed. Okay, so I, I move to the door and open it. Yeah, and you can keep on moving past there. You see down the hallway the the massive worm-like creature holding the body of Pasalar completely limp. And it uh, you can hear it now over the ship. It's not just a psychic scream. It lets out a... Monstrous, horrific scream that fills up. Everyone can hear it, and it tosses Pasilar's body to the ground like a, a sack of potatoes, like a rag doll. Oh no! And looks in your direction. Okay, so I, I'm gonna I I'm going toward photon attunement, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna stellar rush at this thing. Oh boy! All right, go for to it. Hurt my SPL Pasilar guy. All right, so you are stellar rushing in immediately as soon as you see this thing. Yeah, but I'm going to do a melee attack at the end of my charge. Oh, okay. I know, it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 against KAC. This thing is a little... Did not see you, so it is a little bit surprised. That is still a miss. Yeah, you. it jumps back as soon as you bring your solar weapon to bear on it. Okay, so next in the turn order is Max Israk. What the prog... Lindra, where did you where did you go? What what is going on? Oh no, you you've definitely heard. Holy monsters! What is that thing? <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. Get it! It's the worm monster from the Drift Rock. All right, so you've moved up into the main hallway, the main concourse 
of uh, of the ship drew and it is sufficiently got andis 147 you are next sufficiently got i like that all right i'm going to follow the sound out into the hallway and as i'm moving i'm drawing my uh my gun mm-hmm. and no time to lose i take a shot that's a five to hit <laughs> that is a miss oh that's surprising to me pick <laughs> up those dice Ooh, next ramy all right, so Raimi's going to take a aim with his laser rifle. Right, so unfortunately, uh, you are a little bit down um, a few steps uh, in the pilot's chair. You can see that there there's movement in the hallway, but you you will have to move in order to get a firing solution. All right, fine. Can we, uh, from the bridge. You've you've moved up here, and uh, you take an aim? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Pretty bad rolls across the board here. Four... Uh, even with your bonuses, that is not a hit. That is a miss. This thing has Alindra Vallis dead to rights. Its giant toothy maw comes down on you. And I rolled uh, a hit, I believe. Yep. <laughs> Almost everything this thing rolls is going to be hit. It's horrific. All right. So it uh, takes a giant bite out of your midsection, Alindra comes around, its wings wrapping around you, and it does 16 points of damage. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Glad we leveled up. <laughs> Edros, it is your turn. Hmm. Oh no. So you, GM, tell me, can I make it up the hole and out? Yeah, it's you know, it'll take about three or four squares of movement. It's like maybe ten feet down, but you have to like climb up a, cu- a couple of steps. I mean, this is really unfortunate because we're in the same situation that we were in when with that one Akata. We're in a very mm. narrow hallway, and if I jam my fat Vesk body into the in into melee combat, then all of our ranged guys are you know I'm just I'm just helping out this right. Well, uh, if this if if you want to take a, a range shot this turn, um, you can move to the top and, and at the same time pull out your artillery laser. Okay, yeah, let's let's do that. So I will just get to the top and take a shot. That is going to be uh, 18 yeah. to hit. 19 Against to hit. EAC? Yep, 19. Uh, yep, that is a hit. You, It's non-obstructed. Awesome. And what do you roll for damage? 7 on the dice? Yep, or ten, uh, 10. I got 10 damage. And, oh yeah, because weapon specialization. Yes. Yep. And then All I'm right. going to I'm going to get out of the I'm, I'm going to finish my movement by getting out of the way so that people can maybe step in to a clean firing lane and then step back out. Gotcha. So this this main concourse of the ship is about ten feet wide, so there's just enough room for a few people to stand side by side and, and walk down. That is the end of turn. Did Andis oh, get actually. a Did Andis get a turn that round? Yes, true. Yeah, he missed. We're gonna have Clara two four seven. She is. He hears this as well. And is like a whip out the Sheeran eye rifle, shot and pegs this thing as well. Ooh, does a good good amount of damage as well as a, a bullet rips through. So between Adros and Clara, put a few holes in this thing. It looks angry. It does not look happy. Alindra, it is your turn. Okay. I'm going to attempt to hit this thing again. My solar weapon. And that's Ooh. not going to hit. Two is a miss. Yeah. Oh, boy. Did you want to um, 
guarded step in either direction or do anything else? Yeah, I should probably just run away if I could have, but um, I guess. Um, well, you can run now, but you will take an attack of opportunity. <clears throat> okay, can I take a guard, guarded step back? At least? Yep, yep, that's easy enough. Uh, Nax is wreck. Prark, that thing's still up. Get it. Uh, can I tell if Pasilar is still alive? The, this creature kind of like threw it back into the room where it seemed to have uh, grabbed him from the, the bed, the crew quarters. So yeah, you, you can just see his feet from okay. here. I'm going to attempt to shoot it with my arc pistol. Awesome. Go right ahead. That I just got. Ooh, boy. That is so you've, <laughs> you've rolled a, a one on both dice. I'm going to just double check my stats here. That is a miss. And we are going to forget all about that turn. It's a <laughs> two with to... get him, Patrick. <laughs> We're going to go to Andis. <laughs> two with get we're gonna get a and it's one four seven. Alrighty, all right, I'll track it and give it a shot. Booyah! Let's get it. High uh, that'll be a sixteen to hit. Sixteen's a miss. Versus the AC? Yeah. Does that include get him? Yeah, that's what's oh, no. Oh no! Just a miss. Yeah, it seems to just absorb these uh these glancing hits from from energy weapons from other kinds of weapons doesn't doesn't do a whole lot to it or at least it doesn't seem to take effect doesn't notice it oh Ramy, Ramy. i bet this is i bet this is really fun radio (laughs) (laughs) so Ramy takes a deep breath and looks directly at the monster and casts magic missile Ooh! so as we did level up this weekend last week you do have one more spell that you're able to draw from you just get a little more powerful and you're using this last spell for a magic missile? Yes. All right, so I have uh, four, four, and two. Oh, geez, at least. Yeah, so that first one, he rolled a two, but he got plus two on it. So ten damage? Yep. Okay, yeah, it, it nice. batters this thing. It doesn't look too good. It looks pretty unhappy about that magic cast against it. But it is its turn, and yeah, it only has uh, one single target in front of it. It wants another tasty piece of Alindra. Actually, <laughs> you know what? No, it has a few targets because it's going to guard its step forward next to you, Alindra. Make sure you're not going to leave its snack vision. And someone is going to target someone with another ability. I haven't seen yet. Snack vision was my favorite 90s MTV show. It looks in your direction, Edros. I need you to make me a Fortitude save. Oh, man, no. I thought that was going to be a will save. A fortitude save, please, Edros. Oh, hey, I always fail fortitude saves, buddy. You should know this. <laughs> I can't ever, even though this character has great ones, I'm sure this will be a natural natural one. Oh, it's an eight. That's not any better. Thirteen. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know what the DC is? Thirteen. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just made it. Minimum roll of an eight, and so it looks in your direction, and you feel yourself being psychically drained of energy, and you lose, taking half of this, you lose nine hit points, and it seems you see the the wounds that you've already caused stitching up on its body. Oh, (laughs) no! Yep, so that is its turn. It thankfully did not heal back the full amount, though, the 18 hit points that I rolled. Only nine, so only half. And so, did I understand that correctly? I'm sorry to know. Did I understand that correctly that, like, 
it bypasses my stamina and does direct health point damage? No, no, no. So it's always going to be stamina. Oh, okay. When you said, when you specifically said hit points, I was like, I just thought that, oh my gosh, this thing it leeches bypass. health from you, but it gets temporary hit points back. So it actually, it, it did heal and you can see that on it. And it's your turn if you want some revenge on this horrific creature that no one was able to identify him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I I would like some revenge, and I can step forward and and take the doshko. The I'm gonna I'm gonna I think I'm just gonna take out the tactical doshko. Uh, okay. I don't think the energy weapons are doing that much grip, but so I'm gonna just let go of the laser, move while pulling out that doshko, and we're just gonna take a big old swing. Here we go. That's what I like saying. Twenty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, twenty three is gonna be hit on just about anything, sir. It draws. Uh, so that is a hit. What we got for damage? 13 damage. 13? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You roll yeah, a four I do. on the dice? Oh, boy. I do. Uh, the, the tactical doshko now does 1d12 plus, I think I get plus eight. So. Okay, yeah. So you, you slice into this thing, uh, nearly cutting one of its arms beneath its wings off kind of grabs on to you to your blade and tries to stop you attacking it again but that takes us to the top of uh turn three with the lender all right so i'm fully photon attuned is there any way i can move 10 feet away without provoking an attack of opportunity mm, uh, not on this turn now it'd be a withdrawal action to to do it and then you can do that next turn i would not i wouldn't recommend that all so. right so i'm going to i guess i'll try as Fuller weapon. See how it goes. Ooh. 17. 18 with get him. An 18 is a miss. Just a miss against this thing. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. It's danger zone, everyone. Nobody likes that. Patrick, come on. I've forgotten Glare 247. I'll roll for them as well. But yeah, 18 is a miss. Uh, okay, so Clara brings their eye rifle up and rolled a 10. That is an 18. A 19 with get em, and that is a hit. Yes! Well done. Get em. Saving the day. Well so, done, little, little 247. Yeah, so we're, uh, see, it looks like seven points of damage. Another bullet just ripping through. The creature's hide. All right, and Max is wreck. That thing is still up. Get it. And I would like to shoot it again with my arc pistol. Nice. For oh nothing. Why am I rolling so poorly? Oh, boy. Because I surprised you guys. I surprised you in combat. Three on the dice. That's oh, three total. That's a, that's a miss. Uh, and this one, four, seven. All right. I'm taking two shots. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here one we of go. them. Is, gotta is be both at minus three. Three with get him. So, okay. Uh, so that would be that's an that's an eighteen against EAC. That is a hit. Ah, nice. That'll be ten points of damage. Nice. All right. Yep. You right. you score this thing in its backside as it's about ready to strike either Alindra or Edge Ross. All right. I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. There's a crit. Oh! Your second shot levels this thing in the chest. Guts fly everywhere over the back of the ship, and it flies and hits the, the 
the back doors and crumbles to the ground dead. Oh well my god. Done. Well done. I think even with minimum damage there, you're doing yeah. <laughs> everything it needs. Oh boy, we're out of combat, except we're not really out of combat because over the comms, you hear Galera say, Captain, the enemy ship has locked onto us. I have detected a missile launch. Impact time, 20 seconds. Oh, okay, we all oh. run to our stations. Mm-hmm. Where, is the, where is the station for the flak cannon? Um, it, it could be any of the gunnery stations. Really. Okay, so these are not specific. Okay. Um, no, you can you can reprogram them and like bring up most of any. The, the main one is the the one that draws is in, which is the uh, the turret. Which is... I was only five feet away from my hole, so I just scamper back down. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. If you have a Wait, if you had a credit for every time. <laughs> Andis, are you are you a gunner or an engineer? Uh, both. So that's actually a great seat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I go back to the chair, I'm gonna go check on Pastelar and see if he needs to be stabilized. Uh, yeah, you don't have too too much time to do it. Um, you can. Yeah. You can uh, do. I mean, he's, he's, you can he's do it as a round. You can do it. He's as got a. a yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but to run there, get there. Uh, you can feel him. He's got a pulse. It, I mean, he's completely out though. There, there's nobody home. If you check his eyes, um, he, he'll need some more, some more care. Uh, right, right. No, but just like as the stabilize action. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, it bit him. Um, so you, okay, you saw this okay, thing like so- try and psychically attack Edros. You think it might be something along those lines as well? Okay, okay. But per the game, he's stable. Yes. Okay, got it. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so which gun are you on, Andis? Oh, uh, I'll be I'll be coming up to the to the bridge in just a moment here. Okay, but which gun is that? Any of them? That uh, sounds like should... it's it sounds like it's any gun. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we should go with the flak thrower. Whatever that is. Just try to target the uh, try to target the the missile. Do we know which arc the ship is currently in, Patrick? Do um I don't think we finished that scan check, so that's yeah. So we need the science officer for that. Yeah, I think originally they said port side. Port side. Okay. It's been so long since we did this, I don't remember what my options are. Yeah. All right, turn one. Go ahead and engineering. Do you got something, Andis? Question about target locks. Mm-hmm. So they resolve against. The TL, yes, not the AC, correct. Um, so you don't yet have something like a, a torpedo that uh, targets TL, right? No, no, we don't. So we have Mark Three defenses, and Ramy has three ranks in pilot. So we actually have a TL of sixteen. Important to note. The, the gunner of the targeted ship can attempt an immediate gunnery check with the point weapon against the incoming tracking projectile using the bonus listed in parentheses in the weapon's special entry instead of her usual bonus to gunnery checks, blah, 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 blah. The DC for this gunnery check is equal to 10 plus the tracking weapon's speed. If the attack hits, the tracking weapon is destroyed before it can damage the ship. A point weapon can be used to attempt only one such free gunnery check each round but this usage potentially allows a point weapon to be fired twice in a single round. So Nice. So it's kind of free if it's within the arc, is that right? Yeah, So, but that would be during the gunnery phase. I'm not sure if I'd be able to act in both phases. No. So if you don't want to do a... Yep. Then I will I will hold the engineering action. Right. So, okay. 
so let's go on to helm phase one. Uh, Miles and the enemy pilot. We're going to do that roll off that you hear about. All right. All right. I think you might have bested me here. <laughs> so I've rolled a six. You rolled a 16. And what's your final number? Oh, boy. 27. Nice. And uh, it's a 28 because the ship gives you a plus one. Oh, that's right. Oh, boy. Uh, yes. So you have handily beat the ship. So it's going to move. And it has some fish in the water, as it were. Oh, I would also like to run a scan on the ship during the helm phase. Do, do, do. Okay, so this ship is going to move in. The enemy ship moves in uh, towards your port side. And the missiles are going to get there first. So you guys have the uh, chance to move now. It's moved onto your port side. The missiles are coming your way. Miles, you can do a flip and burn to to try and get your your flat gun over there, or you can just take a move action to try and outrun these things and uh, get your aft arc uh, to where your the the flak uh, cannon can try and shoot them down. Uh, what would you like to do, Miles? Uh, I guess try to flip and burn. All right, so flip and burn is pretty hard to pretty hard to do. DC fifteen plus two times the ship's tier. If we so fail that's, the starship will move forward at half its speed, but will not rotate. Yeah. So, so this is this is one of those cases where it got actually this is the one where it got uh, easier by two at this level. Uh, what you got, Miles? You want to roll that for me? All right. I still roll my piloting, right? Yep. So it's gonna be a plus twelve. Oh no! Three so on the 15. dice. Uh, yeah, you fail the flip and burn with yeah half speed, half speed, and you don't turn. Movement for your ship is ten, correct? Uh, sure. Yeah. Right. Go ahead and give me that scan, uh, knack. We've got. All right. This is a computer plus uh, the ship's com- sensors. So. And yeah, there's a plus two on that. So that's a twenty-three on the die, or twenty-three uh-huh. for my computer's check. Uh, I mean that is. Indeed, and for each time you succeed that by five, which you've done, yeah, because that uh, should twice. be a, should be a twenty-five with the co- ship's computers. Oh, right, with the ship's computers. So you've beaten the DC to scan this thing by twice. So you've got the basic information, the the defenses for this uh, come up on your screen, as well as uh, weapon information about one weapon. Uh, so as as you scan this thing, it it's a uh, a smaller, uh, light freighter, and the ship recognizes the hull profile almost immediately. It is a Thomtech Cairn Carver and an Eoxian battleship. What a, a surprise! Made for war. Usually, complement of six. So there's a number of people over there. Let's see. It's got a speed of 12, and it has good maneuverability, so it's kind of similar to your ship. The defenses, the uh, armor class, the no, that's that's not armor class. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, armor class uh, TL. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the the armor class for it is fifteen. The target lock is is fifteen. It has a total of forty hull points, making it its critical uh, amount eight, and it has a basic forty point shield, so ten on each edge. And you you see a number of weapons. You got uh, a couple of port and starboard guns. And uh, it definitely has those torpedo bays. That is the information. The missiles do come up and they are going to hit that port side of your vessel in the gunnery phase. So I'd like to jump in as captain and encourage 
Adras on the turret. D20 plus so your base attack bonus, plus what, reflex? I mean, that's not much better, but a yeah, nine no, that's plus. still a hit. <laughs> yeah, so so it would be, it would be you know, plus like your, your, your bab, plus your, uh, either your piloting ranks or your decks. That's only DC 10 though, right? three? Yeah. So you, you, you're aiding him on your, your captain's check? Sure. Right. Edge right. Ross. So it's basically from the captain's chair, you're like helping aim with target acquisition and things like that for, for one of the guns. Uh, I'm going to have these missiles go ahead and hit the port side. Um, your ship is battered for 12 points of damage as uh, light plasma missiles hit the side of the starship. Which side? Some plasma torpedoes. The left side, the port side, I'm going to remember port and starboard forever now. Mm-hmm. So All it right, so uh, hits the shields and nearly destroys the shields on that. 12 points of damage. Alrighty, let's let's go on to other gunnery actions. Uh, who wants to go first? I can go ahead and go. Um, I am going to turn the turret to aim. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's kind of behind you now. Yeah, would I be hitting its aft shields then? Correct. Okay, so let's let's take uh, let's take a shot uh, with uh, at these uh, at these shields. Um, that's going to be an eleven plus three, not very good. Fourteen plus two is sixteen. That is a hit. All Just right, and hit. we do three d six, and so there's one. Uh, it's three plus three plus three. Hey, Tyler, what's your favorite number? <laughs> three! Ah, ah, ah. I'm halfway to a really evil place. So you've almost uh, knocked out their aft shields with that barrage. Who else is on the gun? Uh, Andis is. And I just looked up the flak thrower. I was confused earlier when I said that flak throwers didn't breach shields those are things with the special property ripper oh right 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 but so. the, yeah no you can you can attack with that like yeah. for, for sure you're yeah. throwing hot metal in its direction yeah let's see here i realized that i've screwed myself because the ship can't fire <laughs> <laughs> wow M- moving on the helm phase first is not good. No, it is no, not. Good. We learned that last time. Gotta be second on that helm phase. Attack right, with that flak. Uh, that is a miss against its its armor class. Yeah, so um, you see the, the streamer flak kind of going all around the ship as it uh, you guys kind of uh, cross each other in the night. And I think <laughs> you two are the only one who can shoot on your ship from that aft arc. Let's go ahead and go to turn two. Do you, do you want to do anything in the engineering phase, Andis, or do you want to keep on that gun? I'm going to try to bring our shields back up. Oh, oh so you want to do engineering action? Yeah. So. Ten times one and a half, so that's going to be a DC of... Uh, or ten plus one and a half, so that's going to be um, a DC of 14 on an engineering check. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's near engineering, like plus 13 or something. <laughs> nah, it's plus 10. I mean, it's good, but plenty of room, room to screw it up. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Jeez. So, Bare minimum. Uh, just barely got a 14. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, that's all it takes. So you, yeah, you're rebalancing the shields, is diverting. Yeah, I'm diverting. 5% of the PCU rating of the 150 point power core is 
I can't do math. 5% of 150, seven. Is that correct? So, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna put into the port shields. Rules alert. The Cosmic Crit Crew reads a quick errata for Starship Combat. Please see Paizo.com for more information in their frequently asked questions. Real quick, we, we looked up rules um, for, uh, was it balancing, Jibbert? Uh, for divert, for the engineering right. phase. Divert, and there it's very important we should say that there is a rata on the rules. Um, and, and instead of redistributing those seven points to, to the shields evenly, you can distribute them to any shield as you see fit. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, the last sentence of that action should instead read, you can distribute the restored shield points across the shield's four quadrants as you see fit. All right, so that makes engineering awesome as well as the other similar action for the science officer. That means you can keep those shields up. So that restores some of the starboard. I mean, not that it matters because it's not on your starboard side right now, but those get some points back. That's that's a that's a pretty big errata. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, well, we'll... Yeah, that's what I'm are, saying. Are we, like, that was previously the science officer's thing when it comes to shield. Well, so. it's different. The, the balance is you steal points from one side and put it on another, as opposed to this one is, you know, I mean, at most, getting back seven, I guess you can do maybe a, a little bit more with the balance action. I'm not sure. But for that, so so I've got that marked. Uh, let's go ahead and get that round two roll off between the enemy pilot and Raimi, pilot right. extraordinaire. Most important part. Cheese <laughs> Louise. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, I've cheesed it. <laughs> oh, and Raimi has done as good as possible. So that's actually 32 for you, right, Raimi? Yes. Ugh. I'm not even going to tell you what number I got because you've beaten me. <laughs> uh, the no, ship. I, I, I want you to say it. Oh, oh gosh. God. I want yeah. you to say it. It's really low. 14? What's the No, it's even less than that. I'm sorry. 11. <laughs> the ship, not too fast, but it is indeed going to try and come, come about on you. Oh, let's keep targeting that F shield, huh? All right, so it kind of goes up over the top of you and it's going to try and just aim its front uh, starboard side at you and now you get to move uh, is there any special action you want to do uh, just a reminder for some of the pilot actions pretty pretty easy one is the what maneuver yeah so maneuver allows the starship to move up to its speed uh, you can also attempt a piloting check to reduce your starship's distance between turns by one, uh, but we already have good. We already have mm. ability, so yeah. So if you went to, I think the step above the good is perfect, which means you could move twice or turn twice for every single uh, move. Yeah. So if so we I think, turned in place right now, would we still be in its forward arc? Uh, so you can't turn in place. You have to move forward one for every turn. Or, or if you move, if you turn in place, you it can't move at all. Yeah, but. Couldn't we just turn in place? You have to move forward at least one and before you turn. I can the the main turret which does the most damage. I can can fire from any arc, so it does not matter where we face. So the only thing that matters is what secondary weapon, if we want to fire one, you know, do we want to use the the flak thrower is the second highest damaging output weapon at 3d4 which is on our butt and then there are the side 2d4s light laser cannons so 
but honestly, you know, as long as we're moving second, our main goal should always be to get to the quadrant that their shields are the lowest on, which right now is the aft. So Miles, on to movement. Uh, do you want to try and keep the ship within your aft shield square? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Basically, the last turn it can do anything, and that's also where your best guns are. So you're able to move up pretty easily towards its backside. It it had maneuvered on its turn to try and get you in its front arc where bad things happen and you're able to get right around it you, you fly uh, basically a circle around the enemy ship man that helm face is important I'm just showing off at this point <laughs> yeah the 20 on that piloting check uh natural 20 great great uh, anything else for the helm phase or do we want gunnery uh, i would like I to would target like to... system oh Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Both captain and science officer. Uh, Drew's uh, target system? Yes, so I need to do a computer's check applying uh, any modifiers from the ship itself, of course. The DC is 15 plus the tier of the enemy ship uh, plus the be... bonus from defensive countermeasures. DC 17, I believe. Alright. So you can do this, Drew. Oh, with ease. It's a 21 plus 21. our ship Jesus. stuff. Right, so, yep, you have targeted, and that's giving, what, both a bonus to hits, and also a, a critical comes up on a 19 or 20, right? Yeah, so if you succeed, you choose a system, uh, whether it's core, engines, life support, sensors, or weapons, I'm going to choose, uh, let's say core. Well, let's uh, get to Rebecca, Captain Alindra Vallis, you had, uh, you want to encourage someone? <laughs> Captain Alindra Vallis, you have an action? I Good would action. like to encourage Edros again on the turret. So I'm going to roll a Ooh. really bad roll. So that's oh, a six no. total. Yeah, so unfortunately yeah. you're not, not able to help out with him. When you get down there, Edros, the, the sound of the gun is just is so... <laughs> it, it's so loud down in, in that little... Was it? It's a, it's a light particle beam that you're shooting down there and it not only that it's also really hot and sticky <laughs> after just one shot in the turret bay and uh yeah you can't even hear what the captain's saying let's uh, get to sh- it, let's get to shooting yeah and if, and this is what and for everybody this is what my light particle beam sounds like Bwom. all right well back that sound effect up with a hit let's roll some uh, i certainly will <laughs> here's my shot Oh, probably not going to be enough. Uh, 14. Oh, 13. I'm sorry. 13. A 13 is indeed a miss. Ah. Yeah, so the beam just goes like right through one of it. It's got like an uh, an arm uh, in the front of the ship, and you nearly pierce it, but a miss. Uh, what about our flak thrower, Andis 147? Uh, are we in the same round that I just did an in- engineering check? Oh, yeah. No, you did okay, balance yeah. the shields. Uh, then we don't have access... This to the flat gun. Is Clara on a gun that we can shoot? I guess not. Because yeah, but it's not in arc. Not in an arc. Mm. Unfortunately. All right, well, let's go on to turn three. Do you want to man the gun or do engineering checks, uh, Jabert? Um, I'm going to switch over to the gun controls. All righty. Ramey, let's do that roll off again. All right. <laughs> Time for you to roll low and me to roll high. Just FYI. I just I disagree. Behemoth about time. No. <laughs> <laughs> so right. th- so for the record, that's a three on Patrick's die. Oh, that's not good. Tyler. And a thirty on Miles' die. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. So 31. ten times versus a thirty-one. 
I'm just going to go ahead and move. Uh, it doesn't really matter where, because I think you're going to get within. So it's actually going to try and speed away and turn around while it does that. I think you work for it. Okay, and you can move now. Um, can we move backward, or do we have to turn around? That would be like a, a flip and burn, yeah, to just move backwards. Uh, no, there's a different one for just moving backwards. Oh, right, right, right. It's called back off. It's a 10 plus one and a half times the starship tier, so that'd be a 14 uh, DC check. And it's half speed to, to back off? It, it's, ha- it's half speed directly backwards. So we oh. can move five back. That's pretty good. Yeah, do you want do you want to try that? Sure. Yeah, do it, Miles. Paladin check. Oh, boy. <laughs> 30 again. again. What is happening? It's a 31 oh. again. You need to throw you on a gun, son. <laughs> All right, so you move... You just move five back like this. One, two, five. And that thing is still in your aft firing solution. You are now targeting either its front sh- uh, shields or I think it's starboard yeah. shields. Well, so, so this thing is actually in within, within, within firing ability of four of our weapons right now. Aft, starboard, the gyro laser, which is, which can, which can swivel. Yeah, and target either or. Yeah, and, and the uh, turret. Let's go into the rest of the helm phase. Anybody have any other helm actions? Nope. Uh, anybody uh, got any other helm actions? Do we want to... Is nah. target, is target system it. still effect in, in effect? Right, so you, you remain targeted on the core. I'd like to encourage um, a dross, and I'd also like to use the plus one to any two checks per round. One of those for my my check. Does that yep, work? Yep. So your, your computer node bonus yeah so uh that's a nine on the die plus Mm -hmm. three plus one so all right so he is encouraged you're you're helping game those uh targeting solutions on the ship gunnery phase um i'll let you guys rock it first okay this actually i don't suppose that i can use the fire at will gunner action which uh allows me to fire two starship weapons because i am firmly in one single weapon right i believe so yes then i will fire my turret is somebody else gonna fire can is is clara gonna fire a weapon yes yeah and and this is gonna fire as well Yep. Okay, so, Andis, why don't you use the other plus one from the computer system, and I will just fire uh, raw. That sounds good. Uh, okay, so this will be uh, with, guys- with, encur- with encouragement. So I've got a plus five to this. Uh, 19! Right. So that is, is a hit. And-, and it's a hit to the system that was targeted, so that's no, a hit no, no. to the core. No, well, natural, no, true. The natural 19 uh, is a critical hit. These roll a 14, so a, a 19 to hit. Oh, you're um, right. I'm sorry. Not an adding 19. So you guys, uh, I'll say this now, do you all, you're right on the bubble of targeting either it, the its front shields or its port side shields. Oh, man, I have to think about that every time. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, which which one do you care to, to fire at? You can my all opinion, fire on the same if you like. My opinion is that I think that I think we already determined that its most powerful weapon is its forward-facing weapon. So mm-hmm. if we damage that one completely and we happen to lose a helm check, not that we will because Raimi's rolling rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you say that now. Uh, until he does it. At least 
At least they would be forced to position themselves in such a way that we were attacking a damaged shield quadrant. Does that make sense? Oh no, it makes perfect sense. So, so uh, the front, front of the ship. What do you say, Captain? You think front? Sure. Yeah, that works for me. Roll that damage. All right, here comes some d6s. Three, four, four, eight, nine, eleven. Damage. Shields uh, on the front completely downed, and it takes one point of hull damage. All right, who wants to fire next? Uh, uh, Jabert, uh, do you want Andis, or do you want to have Claire go? Andis is going to open fire. With the plus one to check, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So this is the... You're facing flat gun. Here comes that. Ooh. Yep. There's oh, a 16 six. plus six is a 22. That's a hit. Yeah. Right. No shields. All right. And we're looking at 3d4 <laughs> for the the flat cannon, right? Yep. Five. Oh, max damage. There we are. Yes, yeah, so that'll be nine points of damage to their hull. That is critical damage. Yes! Boom, boom, boom. So we roll another D4 to determine uh, which system goes down, or or does it, does it just hit the uh, the power core? It's, it's uh, that, that's only for, I think, the critical. That's only on critical, okay. Okay, let's let's see what it hits. Roll D100. That'll Weapons array. Weapons array. Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? yeah. Determine one arc containing weapons. So does someone want to roll me a, a D6? Three and a four is very well, there good. Are, there are only there are only uh <laughs> three arcs, arcs yeah. right? Oh well no, this only has uh, the ship only has weapons in three arcs, so it's port side weapons, which uh yep. Yeah, port side weapons is is got the that first level of glitching done right mm -hmm. all right so is that um i'm going to go ahead and i'll attack with player 247 real quick uh on a light laser cannon that is a hit for <laughs> oh, this thing's more. gonna destroy 2d4 six points uh. on its turn it's got its front facing weapons uh, toward you guys, so it's going to fire first a light particle beam in your oh, direction. No. Okay, and that is a 19 to hit, so that is a hit. Oh, finally! For 3d6 damage, uh, for 9 points on your aft shields. Okay, and it is also going to fire another payload of light plasma torpedoes, but you it is firing at your aft arc, so do you automatically get that chance to shoot them down? Uh, yeah, since I'm on the since I'm on that uh that aft. Yeah, you see these uh these torpedoes uh, blast out the front of the ship. It has this massive bay, uh, and it's a it's a, a whole number of them. Go ahead. Make that attack roll. Ooh, unfortunately, that is a that is a miss on the flat cannon. So yeah, these will hit you. Here's our light plasma torpedo launcher sound. Just preparing everybody. <laughs> That's the shortest sound effect in the history of the universe. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, those things uh, hit, batter your aft shields. 
for nine points of damage, almost taking out your shields. We're on turn four, I believe. Uh, engineering phase, anything? We're fix the shields, brah. Mm, maybe, maybe, what you thinking? I don't know, I'm thinking about leaving that to the science officer and just staying on guns. Okay, I'm gonna stay on guns. Alrighty, let's go ahead and get that roll off. Ramy. I swear <laughs> if you roll a 19 or 20, you're not gonna be happy. Uh, I, I don't see that happening again. Hey, I've rolled well. I've rolled better. Oh boy, he might have actually. <laughs> let's see here, I have rolled a 14, so <laughs> I've got a 21 for my I, piloting check. I've got a 22 plus one, so 23. Jeez Louise, okay. Gross. <laughs> this is the first time I've actually had like a, a a typical victory against Patrick as a GM, so this makes me so happy. <laughs> All right, so it's going to maneuver up above you, uh, turn its port side weapons in your direction, the glitching ones, unfortunately, and you can move as well. So you're, you're facing its port side right now, but you have both its, uh, it looks like its front and aft shields down. So you're, yeah. Definitely want to get towards the the way the shields are down towards the aft. Yeah, you can get right up behind it. Uh, now, do you want to angle the backside of your ship towards it still? Yes. Uh, anything else in the helm phase, Becca? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna encourage Dross again. The D20, and I'm also gonna use a plus one. Yeah. Eight, nine plus three. Helping him with that. <laughs> I'm sure another battering barrage here on the turret. Drew, you got anything? Uh, I can balance. I, if systems are still targeted, I can uh, balance shields because we have not targeted that system because they haven't had a crit yet. So that should be still good. Uh, so I can. Right. Uh, so I would like to to balance shields. All right. So that is a computer check, right? Uh, yes. Uh, DC 15 plus two times your starship's tier. Okay. So this is going to be a DC 19. DC 19. No, Roll the wrong button. Oh, That's boy. a 20. Just exactly almost more than you needed. All right, so you can shift uh, shield points from one shield to another. Uh, what is weak? If you refresh my memory, what is weak? What is strong? Right now, the only thing... Only our aft has been hit, right? Our port side has been hit port. for 12 points, and our aft oh, has been hit for 9. Take from one of the full ones and put it put the to the aft you can. Basically, what we can do is we can add up all of the shield points and just distribute them evenly across everything. Uh, uh, yeah, you can indeed add up the SP from remaining shields and distribute them to all quadrants. So if you want to just like completely balance them, you can. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so... So three should have nine shield points and the one should have ten shield points. If the excess goes into the front portion. I think you get to... Yeah, there's no excess. There's no excess on that because none of them are going to be up over 15, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's make the aft and... I don't know. Yeah, you evenly distribute them to all four quadrants, putting any excess into the uh, forward quadrants. So if it's going to be like two numbers and two numbers, we have to make the the three numbers even and put the excess in the front. We rotated the shields a bit, and yeah, just about everything is up a little bit, except for the, the front and port side, which take a little hit. That is fine. Let's go on to gunnery phase. 
the enemy ship does not have a firing solution, unfortunately, so it's all you guys. Can I uh, do a, um, an encourage again? I think you did. You, you already just did. Just a minute encourage. ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if you want to do a non-binding encouragement uh, in character as roleplay, go right ahead. No worries. Go on. <laughs> you can do it, Adros. Alrighty. Uh, once again, uh, plus five to this roll as we fire the light particle cannon. And I've rolled a 17. That nice. is a hit. Here comes some more D6s. Uh, first one is a four. Second one is a six. Nice. Next one is a two. So that's going to be 12 points of damage to your whole body. Jeez Louise. Okay, so that is another... Yeah, that's that's another critical range. So go ahead and roll that yeah. D100. Alright, D100 <laughs> coming at you, buddy. I've rolled an 11. That's going to be sensors. Uh, okay, so who's going to glitch? I think it's done scan of you. Let's go ahead. Andis. Your turn. Alrighty. The old college try, and I'm taking a plus one on this, Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, there it is! <laughs> There's that natural how many, 20. How, how many do you need in a single game, Jabert? That's what I gotta ask. How many <laughs> At natural least 20s two. Do you? Oh. At least two. Alright, so this is targeting the power core as your, your target lock hits it, and you're doing, yeah, critical damage. Oh, yeah, baby! You're six. D4, right? Yep. Here we go. Oh, One, God. Two, three, four, five, six. All right. So we got nine, 12. 12 damage. 12 damage is exactly how many hull points and Yes! Yes! Yeah. yeah, so you batter this thing and it starts going uh, listless in space. And wow, we're out of combat. <laughs> so can we salvo? Like, is that a thing that... Can we do that? I mean... Do you want to send over a, a message? They're, you know, still operational. The ship is just, like, off offline. Oh, disabled. Uh, yes, uh, can we, disabled. Can we make it go boom? I mean, yeah, you can just keep firing. Yeah, let's just keep firing. Hang on. Should well, we try hang, to make uh, hang on. Let's, let's see if they've got any money. <laughs> you can go over I'm there and sure. get it. I'm pr- yeah, I'm pretty so, sure. Alendra would like to open communications with this or attempt to with this ship. Yeah, your hail is met. And what looks like someone in military garb, a uh, Elebrian, an Eoxian, maybe soldier of some sort, shows up in your your monitor, and he starts by saying, "To be continued." Oh! We'll find out what he's got to say next time on Cosmic Crit. I bet it's something fun. <laughs> <laughs> 18 episodes, 18 in, and I've still not killed anybody or destroyed your ship. I don't understand. (laughs) Um, Way to go, Jabert, on both destroying my CR5 monster with a critical hit, (laughs) final shot, and my enemy (laughs) ship, which has a lot of weapons. I'm very surprised I couldn't get almost any shots off on you guys. (laughs) My poly oh. was so much better this round than the last time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that oh, was yeah. on point. On point, sir. <sighs> it's it's huge. It is undoubtedly the number one thing it, uh, in, the, in the whole thing. I also, think can game... I say this? Can mm-hmm. I say this? Alinja's a pretty good captain. 
Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, inspiring people all over the place. Yeah. I would have just been I would have just been screaming in my own best <laughs> language at you guys. I know he was always intimidating. Well, so you guys will get back to Epsilon Station. I guarantee it next next time we, we play the Cosmic Crit. Thank thank you so much for playing with me. 18 episodes in, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this officially you. the end of book one? Just about, yeah. I think killing that monster. Can officially call it now. <laughs> I, I wanted one last gasp surprise. Do I have uh, to make it back to the city though? Ah, you'll make it back fine. I'm sure oh, there's okay. not going to be eight more space comp until. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.